0: Star Bands
1: What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky, I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Wait a minute, hey, I'm ghosted! By Roz Dressfilez. Eat me, please. Hey, boo! Welcome to Ghostin by me, Roz Dresvales. Gosh, you guys, you don't even understand what a huge day this is for me today. I was joined by I'm not even kidding you, my number one idol. Number one idol in the world, Cassandra Peterson, also known as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I've told I've met her a number of times this the, this does this is definitely the most i've ever spoken with her and it was just such a delight you'll see what i'm talking about she's just the best in the world And I've told her in the past before that I'm sure there's, you know, some of my closest friends would love for her to be around more because she's the only person that makes me completely speechless. I completely like seize up and can't talk and I'm just so starstruck. But luckily I had a nice talking with myself and I said, listen, she is here to share a ghost story and I am here to listen. And boy, did she ever bring it. And uh, I was able to kind of contain the fact that I'm like, I'm sitting in front of my idol. I can't believe this. This isn't. Insane. this is the coolest thing in the world. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I also want to, uh, of course, read some ghost stories that were submitted by you all, my booze, my listeners. I have one from uh, Apple Podcasts, which, as always, if you leave a five-star rating and you send me a real juicy one, I'd love to read it on the air. This one comes from Kimbo Sliced Wheat Bread is the name of this listener. Okay, it says, Great Grandma Ghosted Us. Absolutely love the show, Roz. Oh, thank you, Camboslice Slice Bread. When I was in sixth grade, my great grandma, Mary, passed away. As always, She always loved cats and swore that if she had her way, she'd come back as a cat. A couple of months after she passed, I saw a gray cat run down the hall and into my grandma iris's kitchen i asked my grandma when she got a new cat and she said in her very cockney accent what are you talking i can't do accents i tried what what are you on about kimmy i haven't got a new cat she couldn't find a gray cat and everyone said that i was seeing things that next weekend, my grandma's best friend, June, came to visit and she saw a gray cat hanging out under the kitchen table. Asked my grandma about the cat and my grandma freaked out saying, Kimmy said she saw it too. It must be Mum. Great grandma definitely got her way and made sure to come visit us and prove it. Now, I, I really like sharing that one because from last week's episode, when we had the fabulous Rain Phoenix on, she talked uh, about a cat. And if you did not hear that one, go listen back to it because it's one of the creepiest, <laughs> spookiest, but really cool stories I've ever heard. Okay, this next one comes to us from Daphna Dill. This is also on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Raz. Hi, Roz! Okay, she says I've had a number of weird encounters with ghosts or supernatural energies, but this story is one where I actually saw something. In 2013, I spent the month of June in a small town in the small town of Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Okay? Truth or Consequences, T or C, for short, is probably best known for two things. One, being named after a game show. Oh, interesting. Well, I guess that makes sense because my uh, my cousin's from Deal or No Deal, Kentucky. And his cousin is from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Rhode Island, which weirdly, there's nobody that is a millionaire that lives in that island, but they all want to be them. Anyway, back to this. Okay, so it's named after a Game Show, and two, it's known for being seven miles away from Elephant boot home of david parker ray the toy box killer okay that is such a uh, toy box killer kind of a name david parker ray the toy box killer okay at least those were the two things that everyone told me about when i got there i was in town for an artist writer's residency each resident had a small studio apartment within the fenced in grounds of the residency's location On one side of the building, there was an empty, grassy plot of land. One night, it was probably around 3 a.m., I woke up with a start. I was asleep, lying on my back, when my eyes snapped open and I immediately thought, there's someone in my room... It was a confusing feeling because the windows were all closed and the apartment door was locked. I'm from Washington, D.C., and I don't believe in small towns where people leave their doors unlocked. Amen. As my eyes adjusted to the light, I slowly turned my head toward the front door. What I saw was the dark outline of a man standing in the doorway. I immediately jumped up and grabbed my iPhone to use the light from the screen. I don't know why I thought that would help, but it seemed like the thing to do at the time. Shining my phone toward the door, I realized the shadowy man had disappeared. This only happened once, so I didn't tell anyone until one of the last days when I casually mentioned it to one of the other artists in residence. She looked at me with wide eyes before telling me how one morning she made her bed before tidying up the rest of her studio. She had smoothed out the top sheet. But when she walked back over, when she walked back over a few minutes later, it looked as if someone had sat down on the edge of the bed. Ooh, there's like a ghost butt print. She was alone in her room. It freaked her out so much she had to she had to leave and go for a walk. I can't remember if I found this out before or after these incidents, but the woman who ran the residency told me about a guy who had lived next door in a trailer. He was a heavy drinker. After a night of drinking, he fell asleep in bed with a cigarette. His trailer caught fire and he died in the blaze. I'm pretty sure the figure I saw was the neighbor, who was probably just coming over to see if I had any beer to spare. Oh, you. Well, thank you guys for sending your stories. I can't wait to read more next week. Well, I say we just hand it on over to my incredible guest. Oh, you guys, this is like the best in the world. You're going to enjoy it. Here she is, Cassandra Peterson. Oh, my God. You guys, this is the biggest day in ghosted history. We're joined by my number one idol, Cassandra Peterson, (laughs) a.k.a. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark.
0: I love your T-shirt.
1: Oh, my God, thanks. I'm wearing an Elvira T-shirt right now. And I'm in full drag. <laughs> you which are. Which people often comment that they can't tell that I'm in drag. But you can confirm. I'm in drag, right? <laughs> You're in drag, all yes, right. Yes. I put in the effort
0: today. You did. And you Thank... have, like, kind of an Elvira hair- hairdo going on yeah, sort of this is, sideways. This is
1: my... Um, I hope you don't think I'm ripping you off or anything. I do. It's, oh, shit. <laughs> no, i You'll be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> yes, my
0: lawyers will be you about the hairdo.
1: Um, I mean inspired by Elvira. Yeah, I hope no. it's not ripping off. No, of
0: course not. It looks <laughs> awesome. I'm joking with
1: you. <laughs> um I I've met you before and yeah, it's always a couple times. Yeah, I've met you a couple of times and I'm always starstruck, but it's okay. Oh. I mean, you're so you're such an important figure to me and to the drag community. And thank mm-hmm. you as a I'll I'll be a self-appointed representative of the drag community. Thank you for your support. I mean from You're but I mean people know that you've been on RuPaul's Drag Race as a judge multiple times and very recently too. Yeah. But what people might not know is that like even on like a more local level like you you show up to support the queens and you I mean you've come to that's how I've met you is from shows that you've been in the audience.
0: I have been doing drag queen stuff since so far before you were born is scary. Oh my god. What was yeah. your first
1: experience with a drag queen? Um,
0: my first experience with a drag queen is I got a job uh right outside of Fort Carson, the army base in Colorado Springs. It was a go go girl job. It started out as a go go girl job and there there were three um guys there who, it was the first time I'd seen men dressed as women. I was like, what? What, what's going on? This uh-huh. is so interesting. And uh, so I was 14 years old. i go-go dancing there. You were 14? Yeah, I was oh go-go God. dancing from the time I was 14. So I don't know why they hired me for this club, but I guess they wanted to lure in straights as well as gays. I don't know why. but So they put a 14-year-old yeah. in there? So there was two drag queens there, uh, Tawny Tan And who was kind of reminiscent of RuPaul, a little, a very, very tall, Uh good-looking black man. Uh, That was Tawny Tan. And then another one called Mr. Bobby. He played kind of the straight gay guy part. I don't know what he was Anyway, they ended up, the other drag queen, and I can't remember... Her name was not there one night. So I ended up being one of the Supremes in drag. Tawny got me all up in drags as it. one of the Supremes. He did my makeup. I mean, Tawny and Bobby were also black, and they, they did my makeup. And then <laughs> I had to uh, perform that night as a girl dressed as a guy dressed as a girl. Uh, and so I worked there. Were you I trying to play up for it a few off months.
1: like you were a drag queen? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I was
0: trying to fool people. And they were going, oh, my God, you look so much like a woman. It's crazy. I, you look uh, like a 14-year-old uh, girl. You. I know.
1: You're like, I'm a 38-year-old <laughs> man under here.
0: <laughs> no, that's really what I did. But the important thing and the good thing about doing that was meeting um, Mr. Bobby, who did my hair, but also Tawny Tan, who... From then on, he kind of took me under his wing and, and got my go-go dancing costumes together for me, helped me with makeup, helped me with my hair, oh my was God. teaching me different ways to walk and things to do. And, oh, my God, he made me this leopard gown that was like a leopard stripper's gown or something that had Velcro that he pulled off. And it was like, this is so fantastic. I mean, I just couldn't believe it.
1: And that you would wear that as a go-go.
0: Yeah, I'd start out my go-go uh Thing with this gown on, and then I'd tear it off, and underneath I had this little uh, bikini like that was all fringe. Oh, so anyway, think about that. So, yeah, when I met him, and then I just spent the rest of my life. I had a band, you know, called Mama's Boys, and uh, it was me and seven gay men and we traveled all over the country. We were in every major city, I think. We played here at Studio One. You, you don't even yeah, remember Yeah, that's that. um,
1: across from the Abbey.
0: Yeah. I don't used know what it's called be. now, was well, but... Studio One back in the yeah, yeah, million f- years world ago. Yeah, world-famous
1: disco. Yes, we played yeah. there
0: for a couple months. We played the Village Gate, which is in New York City, which is now gone. But we played Atlanta, Washington, D.C., everything. So me and these seven what? guys, and they were very often in drag, um, and I was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was mama, but we did singing, dancing, and comedy together in the gay disco era. You have literally lived nine lives. I mean, you're not done. Di- I know. I hope not nine. I hope at least just eight. Yeah, I yeah, no. I well,
1: I think that Elvira is bigger than ever. I mean, I, in Thank my you. lifetime, at least. Like, I feel like the so, you're huge on social media. The merchandise, like, the there's so much clothes and, and pins and shoes and everything Elvira now. And it's... It's incredible.
0: Thank you. I know my licensing has been going nuts. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've got the, the clothing line, the jewelry line, my slot machines, pinball machines. Uh, oh, and I, I feel that. like I
1: have half of all of it.
0: <laughs> well, another place, Buy more.
1: Uh, uh, another place I met you was so. at the um, your book launch party, which was, that was an iconic night for me. Because I went mm-hmm. with our mutual friend Jackie Beats. Yeah. Um, yeah. who was DJing? That was a
0: great party, wasn't it? It was so fun. My God, on the r- rooftop of the Roosevelt Hotel, uh, which is haunted, famously yes, haunted. Yes, I know, all of these. I know a bunch of different stories about it. Uh, uh, yeah, like down the basement, a cold spot, or a mirror that you can see that Marilyn Monroe somebody, used to Marilyn look Ro- in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, oh my gosh, yeah, a bunch of stories. I had my the opening of uh, Mistress of the Dark. At the Roosevelt as well, the the opening night party for the movie, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. So, anyway, good to go to haunted places, right?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, we should get to that topic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess you can't shut me up once I start talking. Girl,
1: you know Ah! it's my dream come true to hear this. P.S., I should probably... Also mention, listen, I'm not a creepy stalker fan or anything like that, but I do have (laughs) a tattoo inspired by you. (laughs) I have a tattoo on my arm of your dagger or inspired by your dagger. Um, So this is... A very big moment for me, oh, and that's why I'm so appreciate. Like I so appreciate you taking this time.
0: Thank you. And you know, I saw you on the show just recently with with uh, my very one of my very good good friends, Peaches Christ. Oh, I love Peaches! And she was just here fabulous. too doing this, huh?
1: Peaches was doing this show as well. She oh, was recently really? on. Yeah, she talked about uh,
0: woman that she would see as a child spooky Uh, well peaches is not all Yeah, explains a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah that explains i'm kidding i love peaches so much me too um and you were fabulous in the (gasps) show oh my god i'm blanking on the title was it mean gaze yeah mean gaze i started saying mean girls um yeah mean gaze but you were absolutely great i'm not kidding i'm not just blowing smoke up your butt stop that i'm not kidding
1: okay let's talk about ghosts not me (laughs) um Okay, so I did see you on Celebrity Ghost Stories, which is my favorite TV show of all time. <laughs> um, w- it's it's a great story. So let's start from the beginning.
0: Okay, my real story will probably slightly differ from okay. that story. I mean, listen, I've had another, one other person
1: on here, Marilyn Ricecup who was on that show, and she yeah. was like, there's a few things that are a little yeah, different.
0: You're a little shocked when it actually comes out and you go, oh my God. I didn't say it. Well, you know, they... They want to you build it up and sensationalize it. Sure. You know? I mean, I thought my story was spooky enough already. But it is a good story. Then they added little things here and there. Wait, to, uh,
1: what know, is it like to see it. someone reenact you?
0: Oh my god, that was so weird. That was so <laughs> bizarre. And my husband and and my house that looked so pitiful compared to my real house that looked pretty awesome. Oh. My gosh. Um, but yeah, that the whole thing. I thought they actually got someone. That, I mean, resembled me, right? Sort of. Yeah, but sort of g- like g- a young Listen, me. Listen, I've and... seen
1: every episode of that show, and I've seen some wigotry that the wigs did not match <laughs> the real person, and it's—I the, mean, they got you good. And... Yeah,
0: so they—they they actually didn't make me look like a nightmare, you know. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was a little pushed to the limits.
1: But okay, so what's the real story? Let's set the okay, record here's straight. Here's the real story.
0: Okay, the real story is not that. Uh, Different, but it was insanely creepy. I bought this house. It was an old uh, 1901 Craftsman uh, house up in the Hollywood Hills. It was called uh, Briar Briar Briarcliff Manor, and. It was really weird, too, how I bought it, which I wanted to, I followed a chicken and I found the house, but anyway. Yeah, what is that? So you are walking around the neighborhood? <laughs> I was walking around the neighborhood and I have my two Rottweilers with me and they saw a chicken and they started chasing the chicken. And you know, you, you don't see chickens every day unless you live in like West Virginia or something. Not right. in Hollywood Hills. So we started chasing the chicken. <laughs> And it ran through some brambles like Sleeping Beauty's castle, I swear to God. And I crawled (laughs) on my hands. My dogs were in there. And I'm like going, get out, get out. And their names are Vlad and Bella. So I'm screaming, Vlad, Bella. And uh, I crawled through there. And there's this house behind this overgrowth of bushes. You could not see the house at all from the street That's spooky. to be so uh, there was a big iron gate so you couldn't get in But um, did the chicken disappear once it got on the land? the chicken disappeared when it, got, it went into the house it was no, the ghost of Colonel go- Sanders it was only a ghost <laughs> it was a chicken ghost and no, the chicken went in and anyway, ended up buying the house long, long story Okay, and then I ended up selling it to Brad Pitt who I told these stories to and he loved these stories, he couldn't wait Oh, okay. so I don't know if he had any ghost stories after that we
1: got to get to that. Well, yes, okay, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that later. Okay. Yes,
0: we'll get to that later. Okay, so wait, you get so, on the
1: land, and you're like, what is this? And then you somehow looked into it, and you bought Because I, I also I, want to know details about buying, like, a haunted oh, house. Okay, well, so,
0: I looked into it. It turned out the woman, this Indonesian fam- family, were trying to sell it. And uh, no agent or anything, just they were trying to sell it. And we said we would like to buy it. So it took forever because these people were freaking crazy. And I'm not kidding. After we bought the house, they went to prison for uh, slave trading. What? Yes, the people we bought it from went to prison. Like human trafficking? Yes, human trafficking, slave trading of Indonesian women that they were bringing over and selling. Were they doing that through that house, you think? I think so, because the house inside was trashed to pieces. And there were huge parrots, giant, like uh, tons of these parrots, which uh, they were probably bringing parrots over and selling them as slaves. I don't know. (laughs) But there were were all these parrots, and, and the parrots had dropped all their, not only their, poo but also the food and seeds so the house was just overrun with rats and mice it was oh, insane God. but they're trying to sell it like he, he, well i think just the fact we came along and knocked on the door they kind of said Do you want to buy it yeah, i think they gotta... were trying to get out of there yeah um Long story. We we ended up buying it and completely renovating it. it. Took years and years to renovate. It was such a wreck, but the house had sixty four chickens, ten ducks, two turkeys, two horses. Which they took the horses, um, but all the chickens. But they came left with the it. chickens and ducks and turkeys with us, which I really liked. I was really happy until the. Um, Chickens like kind of were overrunning the neighborhood, hopping over fences and pooping around everybody's pools and everything. <laughs> chickens and, taking uh, over and the this neighborhood. Got really angry, and, I didn't know chickens could fly that good. But anyway, finally we move in, my husband and I, and we're we've got this giant van pulling in the gate. And I tell the movers, that there's uh, three stories. There's actually four. There's a basement store story that's exposed in the back, um, so you can go in and out of a door there. But there are three stories on top. I tell the movers, don't take anything up to the third story because we don't know what we're doing up there yet or what that's going to be. So, fine. I go in, I'm on the second story, and I'm putting, pulling boxes out and everything, and I hear this clump 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 across the ceiling you could you could literally see the ceiling shaking oh, I and mean, it was no. heavy big footsteps really loud and i'm like first thing you know i go god damn it they took stuff up there you know i told mm-hmm. them not to so i go running up this long narrow stairway to the third floor yelling yo guys i asked you not to bring any i'm gonna get up there empty empty oh. nothing in there and it was only one room with surrounded by windows on all four sides so there was nowhere to hide there uh-huh. was no furniture nobody was in there so that immediately was it kind of a creaky house as a, like <clears throat> yeah it was it's all made out of wood it's uh-huh. a craftsman you know so you could really hear every kind of you know when you're walking creaking Definitely. and all that but this was more than creaking this was like boom 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 across the ceiling i mean i was positive someone uh-huh. Was up there, um, anyway. it Turns out they weren't. So that was the very first little, uh, you know, sign that something strange was going on in the house. Now are and that you, was the day we were moving in.
1: Are you the kind of person that, at, at this point in your life, that goes, "There might be a ghost here"? Or no. were you like, like, what did you, did you say? Well, that was weird. Whatever.
0: I had never had a ghost experience in my mm-hmm. life. Ever. and I had never said oh I lost my keys it must have been a ghost you know at my house you never mean? yeah <laughs> you have to blame somebody right yeah. uh, <laughs> I no I had never had a ghost experience like that and this was the first time so no my immediate reaction was not there's a ghost but somebody was up here where did they go? Did they jump out of one of the windows? I don't know. It was really bizarre. I mean, I ran and told my husband. Oh, my gosh. He said, God, that's really strange. I said, I know. That was just the beginning of everything that started happening there once we moved in. Oh, my God. I don't know where to start. There was one uh, sleeping one night, and I woke up seeing and in front of me was a cloud of smoke right outside the bedroom door was a cloud of smoke and my first thing was i almost had a heart attack because the house is this huge 29 room house made out of wood 29 rooms. yes it was gigantic oh my gosh really awesome house you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. i'm so glad i saved the house because it would have been torn down i think it was really falling into disrepair uh-huh. um so that was the only good thing that really came out of that whole thing um but I saw this smoke kind of form into a person. Uh. And then the next thing, it was a nurse, like a nurse from like uh, maybe the 40s. I don't know, 30s, 40s, kind of nurse with a little hat and a little cape on. And she came walking close to the bed. By this time, my husband was asleep next to me. I couldn't move. I couldn't move. I was frozen, completely frozen. I couldn't talk, nothing. And she came over to the bed and said, I'm going to have to take your husband away.
1: Okay, I don't remember this from the celebrity ghost story.
0: <laughs> yeah, they didn't get into this. This was just one of the stories. Before that, I had seen I had quit swimming in the pool. It was a pool built in 1924, I believe. It was the biggest pool ever built in Hollywood. It was Olympic size, shaped like a heart. But Like Jane Mansfield. Didn't yeah, she famously have a yeah, heart yeah. shaped pool? Yeah, this was a huge. Before that. Huge Olympi- this was way before that. I mean, yeah. in the 20s. Um, we found an article later about the opening night of the pool um, where all these celebrities from Hollywood came and the Ziegfeld Folly girls. Oh, my God. I think it was Ziegfeld Folly. Whoever was some chorus line of girls came. And uh, uh, the pool was covered with flowers. And we found out, and we have these articles. uh, The next day, they discovered that um, one of the girls had fallen through into the pool, but was under the flowers, so they never found her till the next day. But before I knew that, whenever I would swim in the pool, and I can't swim, so I say swim very loosely. Whenever I'd like hang on to an inner tube and paddle around the pool, I'd see a black shadow floating around the bottom. Mm -hmm. So I told my husband... I keep seeing this black thing at the bottom of the pool. He got in it and said, oh, one of you know, one of the trees are casting the shadow, or whatever." And I said, "Okay, the sun's over there. The trees are over there. How are they casting this shadow that's at the bottom of the pool right now? It's not me."
1: And you could tell it was not yes. you, you. Yeah,
0: I quit going into the. I, I'd only go into the pool and like the little part that was the jacuzzi part. Uh, that that we had added, but I quit going in there uh, for a long time, because I just like, I don't like whatever this dark thing is floating around at the bottom, and there's, it was not an object. It was just a dark Whoa. spot in the water. But then you had the incident in the pool. Is that later? Yeah, and then later, so this nurse comes, says, says that she's going to take my husband away, uh, and I managed to say where, and she said into the pool. No. Yes. Yes. So, then I was Good for you terrified for being able to
1: talk. I would be like, "Well, I finally, uh, did.
0: I, uh, t- you know, uh, it was nice uh, knowing wh- wh- him." Wh- <laughs> and and that's what I would have said. Goes, into the pool. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh gosh, I wish you should have would have. Uh, I mean, oh. <laughs> we divorced later, so uh, it would have been so much simpler and cheaper. <clears throat> but anyway, um, she went away. I didn't. I didn't wake my husband up. and The next day he said, oh, I'm going to take a swim. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't go in the pool. Don't. Yeah. And then I kind of told him what had happened. He, at that point, started thinking I was crazy. But uh, then things happened. Then one night we were having a party. The, the, the biggest one that happened, we were having a party. And uh, um, I went downstairs right before the party. No one had come. And I went running down the stairs and there was a man sitting in the chair in front of the fireplace. And he was just sitting there, kind of looking at me. And I said, "Oh, hello, <laughs> who are you?" I thought. I thought, "Wow, maybe he came with somebody else there."
1: Now he was not a, a puff of smoke human.
0: No, solid person. A man sitting there with a mustache and kind of a, uh, a like burgundy-colored jacket on. He looked pretty odd, but I was used to really odd people, yeah, so I'm sure. <laughs> I didn't think that much about it but he just sat there and he just kept looking at me it was it was in the dark that our living room was still dark he was sitting the fireplace was going so I could just see him in the glow of the fireplace uh-huh. and he didn't speak back to me I kept saying did you come with someone he just kept sitting there and staring at me I turned around and yelled up the stairs for my husband mark uh, can you come down here for a second and when I turned back, Nobody was there. Oh my God! Now I really did feel like I was losing my mind. I really did. I started mm-hmm. thinking is something wrong with me, or is this stuff really happening?
1: I can only imagine, especially like if you had never had those kind of experiences.
0: Yeah, and then and then, uh, a few months later, we had Mark Hamill came over. You know, oh. <laughs> yes, he was a friend of my husband's from high school. No and, way! Yeah, they both. Uh, gone to Samo High. I'd grown up in Malibu together, and so they knew each other. Um, from then, and he came over, and when he got there, he went, "Oh my God, I cannot believe this is your house." I mean, Why? And he just was standing there, looking around, going, "This, this is my dorm when I went to. I think he went to USC, some college, whatever. I think I believe it's USC. This." Is my dorm house? This is where I lived, and no I cannot believe you're living here. We, it, before we bought it, it was also the Church of Scientology Celebrity Center.
1: Oh God! Yeah, okay. we had to
0: paint it from baby blue back to brown. Oh um, wow! But anyway, anyway, so he so he really had bad vibes in there. Um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, a lot of different energy. Yeah. So, but Mark said, "Oh my God, I can't believe I lived here," and he said, you know, "A really bad thing happened to me while I was here." And we're like, oh, God, don't tell me what. And he said, well, I had a roommate, and uh, I we were having dinner down here in the dining room, and the roommate didn't come down, and everybody was wondering where he was. I can't remember his name. And uh, I went upstairs to look for him, and I went in our room, and he had hung himself in the closet. Oh, and I go, God. oh, Lord, God. I go, can you show me, like, which room it was? And we had seven bedrooms on that floor so he said yeah I think I, I'm pretty sure I still remember so we went up there went walking around it was our master bedroom. <laughs> no. And it was my closet. It was like, is, I don't want somebody to be hanging in my closet.
1: This is so... Um, did you ever watch American Horror Story the first season?
0: I did not. But, I, and that, can you believe that?
1: Yeah, it was called Murder House, the, the season. And it's about this house, uh, fictionalized, of all these horrible things over decades that happened in this house it's in Hollywood. It's just like
0: my house. It sounds like it. Big, so many things in different yeah.
1: generations.
0: And after that, I went... Over to our neighbors, we had these two neighbors that lived in the ballroom of the house. There was a tunnel from the house underneath to this ballroom, and these people, there were um, 99 and 102, and they had just gotten married. Uh, We went to their wedding. No (laughs) way. Yes. That's cute. I know. And we went over there and asked them about it, and they said, well, we didn't really want to tell you, but... That's never good. Since we've been here, and she'd been living there for—the lady had been living—her husband was new. And uh, she'd been living there for 50 or 60 years, I think. And she started pulling out clippings of all the people who had (laughs) died at this house. And it was all violent deaths. It was all suicides uh, being shot, most of them being shot, one being drowned in the pool. So altogether, there were six Six deaths that you knew Six about. Six deaths in the house that we knew of.
1: And who knows how many chickens. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so oh <laughs> what? let's let's figure out what you found out about what the house was. So, Okay, so you find out, what was this house originally? Like, I mean, obviously many different things, but...
0: Well, it originally it was just a home, a private home. Built by this guy that was called the Borax King. I can't I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was called the Borax King. He was you know, a million years ago there was a twenty mule team borax train that went across from a borax mine and took borax out of mountains in California and this guy was the guy that ran that mine. And so he built this huge house based on like the Gamble House in Pasadena if you've ever heard of that. It's a fantastic oh, okay. craftsman house in Pasadena um, that you can go on tours in. But he built that as, had it built as kind of a copy of that house and he lived in it in the uh, winter time because he was from the East Coast and his wife who was a Native American um, she was uh, one of the people well, uh, she, he found her cheating and she, uh, he shot the guy that she was cheating with down on the in the corner in the property of our oh house. So that was one of the things. But he got out of jail because he was very wealthy. Right. That happened so a lot. So he I didn't think. go to jail, right? That was one of the deaths. Um, it was funny. The uh, uh, Before that, the uh, wife, who was a Native uh, uh, American, had um, bitten off his finger so apparently he only had like four fingers on one hand oh. but can you blame her I mean really I good for that. her yeah I know right before that had happened um so
1: he was probably <laughs> really good at doing that finger thing you know where <laughs> yeah, the magic kids. Finger yeah, you yeah the magic finger
0: yeah he really was good at perfect he had perfected that um yeah, so I, I don't know. Just just the house full of it. There were just deaths and deaths and uh, weird stories about it. And one thing after another kept happening there. I finally brought in not only a priest who did the holy water all over the house, but I brought in a um, a healer person who saged it, saged the whole house. Uh-huh. Um, and after, you know, because I was ready to leave the place. I couldn't deal with all the stuff that kept happening.
1: Was this like a daily something? It was almost
0: daily. No, um, yeah, I became, re- like, really frightened to stay there. I mean, um, my dogs, oh, my God. As I mentioned, I had two Rottweilers, and um, uh, it was so weird. In the middle of the night, you would hear them barking and growling. I'd run downstairs, and they would just be standing in the middle. Oh, I get chills just now. Standing in the middle of the room, just like, yeah. you know, at something that wasn't there. Well, oh, my God. They did the same thing to Joey Arias, do you know? Oh, of course. <laughs> oh. Joey stayed with me one time, and, and he went downstairs to get a glass of water or something, and oh, the dog's like... I did the same thing to him, but and he's not a ghost. Yeah, well,
1: because that's the thing <laughs> that, that it's like a safety issue with stuff like that. If you hear something, somebody in your house, you you don't know if it's a real exactly criminal. So
0: you go check it out, right? My yeah. husband or I would get up and we would sneak downstairs, and the dog would just be standing in some part of the room and just growling into the air. And I mean, my dogs didn't do that you know they had yeah. when they barked they were guard trained and when they barked or growled at something, it something there was something that you had to worry about um so it, it was uh, uh yeah it just never never ended it was something every day then a friend of mine um uh the, my choreographer out of the knot show had a dream and called me one day and he said cassandra i've never had a dream like this but and i'd never told him any of these stories we weren't that good of friends yet we just worked together. He said. There's something in your basement. There's something under there. It's living under the ledge in your basement. Is there a ledge down there that goes back with just ground in it? And they said, there sure is. And he said, in that, there's something living in there, and you want to stay away. You want to get out of there. You want to get out of this house and leave. Living there, though? That's what he said, and he said, That's the dream I had. He goes, You've got to get out of there, you have to leave, you have to move out. And I was like, Oh, Lord God, already Did I had you find all out this what stuff. It was? No, I just ended up getting this priest and this, this yeah. uh, healer person, and everything is staging and doing all that. Did it help? It completely stopped everything. No way, I swear to God, nothing ever happened there again, and I became so safe feeling in that house it had I think 24 sets of glass doors in the house old fashioned like French doors and I stopped closing them or locking them at night I lived in the Hollywood Hills wow I had my two Rottweilers I felt pretty good about them but uh, I just quit locking the doors or quit even shutting them at night because I was so felt so incredibly safe in that house
1: But there was that story about you in a pool getting attacked in the pool. Yes,
0: that really happened here but, and and that was the pool where the the shadow was lurking around at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But Uh, My niece had come out from Florida to stay with me, and she was seven years old then. And um, she later became my my daughter. I adopted her later. But she came out at that time, and she could swim, thank God, because I couldn't. But we were playing around on air mattresses, and I was in the pool um, on an air mattress when— no, we. they said it was a strange dog from nowhere. It was actually a dog that I had just adopted. I was constantly rescuing dogs. So I had Pitbulls, shepherds, Rottweilers that I was rescuing and turning them around and finding homes for them. Oh, so they were that. never like, except for Vlad and Bella and my, and a little Pitbull I had named Morgan, they were always uh, coming and going, mm-hmm. you know, the dogs, because I find them, I get them neutered. How was the Lorraine above it of the dog community over there i really was if i found a dog whoop (laughs) there it went uh anyway so i'd find them i'd bring them home i'd try to find their owners first you know and then i would uh start looking for some way for a family to take them um so this was a temporary dog that i had at my house a big german shepherd uh young german shepherd but full grown and uh I was on the mattress, and the dog just took a flying freaking leap from the side of the pool, landed on top of me, knocked me off the mattress, and knocked me under the water. And once I got under the water, I can't swim, as I said, so I was desperately clawing, trying to get up. And I was trying to grabbed the dog but the the dog was on top of me like I was now an island or something that he was trying to hang on to so he was clawing the living crap out of my face and shoulders and neck and my niece seven years old had the good sense to grab an air mattress and paddle out there and you know I was able to come up and grab onto it and and uh I mean I I swear I was like a bloody mess and that the dog just like swam away. Um, but I almost died in that pool and I swear to God I think it's the closest I've ever felt uh in my adult life that I was to death. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm, the I house can't had swim. Enough a seven year old can't that point. you know, thank God she had an air mattress, I would have grabbed a hold of my niece and pulled her down, you know. That's terrible. I was trying to grab anything I could. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, yeah, that was really gnarly. But so I almost did croak in the pool, and I, you know, uh, it wasn't directly the shadow that grabbed me, but that's pretty odd, right? Come on. Yeah. You're laying in a pool and a dog comes flying, a hundred pound dog, and lands on top of you. Oh, I kind of believe, I mean, I believe in a lot
1: of crazy things, but I kind of <laughs> believe that a, a place can have a bad energy or omen, or, you know, could. I mean, clearly, it, it attracts death. I mean, how, a lot yeah. of houses don't have multiple deaths.
0: No, I know, not most of them. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm living in one now that actually, actually does, which is sad. But um, a lot of them, you know, a lot of houses have deaths because the people are old and they die there. They pass away. Yeah, that, you yeah know, but, not, but violent. not violent, deaths. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was also another instance of uh, one of the people that were. Uh, in the days when they were blacklisting, the Hollywood blacklist. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a very famous uh, writer, his last name was Black. And one day we get a knock on the door and there's an old, old lady and she says, I used to live here with my family. And she showed us the pictures of her and her dad and mom and sisters sitting by the pool. And you know, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. she was a little girl. And um, she said, yeah, my dad was blacklisted and we were forced to move to Mexico, oh, wow. and uh, when they got to Mexico after a year, her dad committed suicide. Oh. I mean, that was another sad story. Didn't happen in the house, but yeah, talk about bad energy, right? You got real lucky. I mean, but the house was good. Ended up being very good energy yeah, for me. It ended then, up being great. Yeah, and then Brad Pitt waltzes in the door one day, literally and yeah, the rings best thing my day. Happened to that house. And, I know. And then he he buys the house from us, which kind of got us out of a financial. Uh, situation we'd gotten ourselves into by buying a house. It would just weigh in over our heads. It was a huge mm-hmm. house. It was more money than we realize you know we had to put into it uh-huh. and we were, we were really really in over our heads so he kind of came like a, out of the woodwork like a guardian angel and took it off our hands you know wasn't like I made out like a bandit with the money I just got out from under you know my I think I was paying about twelve thousand dollars a month for the payment uh, plus that all the money that You know that we had to put into it, Uh which was endless because the whole house had like knob and tube electricity. You know, and and the plumbing was all rotted out. You know, every I mean, when we first bought it, we had seven bathrooms, not one sink or toilet worked. So it was like, God, that's the
1: major downside to old beautiful historic houses.
0: So so uh, so he actually came along like you know like our savior and wanted to buy it, And, and he didn't have any problems. I have never, you know, I've run into him many times because I moved next door after that. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it was really crazy. Uh, But I've never, uh, he never told me that he had any issues, but he completely renovated it. And with all the money and the care and the design elements that it should have had, you know, I mean, Uh he had like the deep enough pockets that really, that's the kind of person that should have been Taking care of that house, you know, uh, that's the kind of work it needed. So he did all that work because he's way into building. I mean, architecture and uh-huh. uh, and that. So, so that was a fantastic blessing that he fixed it up. I think we got all the bad demons out of there and just took them with us when we left. It was
1: happening for a reason. You guys were meant to be in there to clean it up in that way.
0: I think so. We we later found out that there was another uh, guy who was going to knock the house down, just bulldoze it. The the, uh, Indonesian people had been talking to this uh, Asian builder who wanted to clear it out and build condos there. So I'm so thankful for, that, that we actually were able to save it. Yeah,
1: good. They knocked down too much old stuff around
0: here. Yeah, especially this. This, I mean, two acres in the Hollywood Hills with this giant house That's on incredible. it. When do you When do you find that? A big size pool. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> when do you find that? Yeah, they had a pond, a pool, waterfall, which apparently, Jimi Hendrix, right, it was a cave, there's a cave underneath the waterfall, and uh, Jimi Hendrix's manager lived there, and we heard that Jimi Hendrix wrote the song Waterfall, in, that, in cave. that waterfall, yes, because there's a waterfall so going cool. over the cave, and it had a little window that you could look at the waterfall through when you were in the cave, oh my yeah. God, I have pictures of all this. people have to see this totally um but yeah, I mean it just so it was just nonstop those were the big spooky things that happened, mm-hmm. all the others were like, you know that I placed this here, I know it was here, it's not here i I, you know, a window slams really hard when there's no wind. A door creaks open during the night. It's just endless. A light goes on in the hallway. Where, you know, you're sitting in your bedroom. The light Did turns on. Did anybody else
1: ever see a ghost? Like a physical apparition? Uh, nope. Just you? Just me. Two
0: now, does that mean I'm insane or super sensitive? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're
1: sensitive. Maybe maybe they were fans. Maybe they <laughs> they wanted to you know
0: me. Maybe it. maybe they were they were they knew I was open to the idea. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, we're gonna play a little game if if we can real quick. Okay. Uh, yes. It's called EVPs or EVP's. Okay. Okay, so EVP is um, when people record ghosts. Right. Uh, and then you know they. Often use their opinions or their expertise and tell you what the they believe the ghost said. Right.
0: Um, okay. So well, I'm an expert on this, obviously. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's hear this first. And this one was posted on YouTube by Huff Paranormal, who's like uh, a superstar in this uh, EVP world. Wow. And um, this was taken at Sedona Chapel of the Holy Cross in Sedona, Arizona.
0: Wow. First, 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 first.
1: Okay, this oh. one sounds like a human talking, but they swear that it's
0: not. It's a yeah, ghost. Yeah, sounds exactly like. It.
1: <laughs> hmm. Was <last, laughs> Okay. Was it a? Now I will be perfect. <laughs> B. I'm not into persons. Maybe they were like, they thought that was like a dating thing, and they're like, I'm only into ghosts. <laughs> uh. C. Grab a tool and start banging. (laughs) Or D, I haven't had any complaints yet.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think, okay, I have my own opinion. Do I have to take ABC? Oh, yeah. What do you think it says? Well, it was definitely a woman. And I think she said, now I'm almost perfect.
1: perfect." (laughs) Yeah. Well, they think it's now I will be perfect. Well,
0: it could be will be. Let me hear it one more time. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. So I go with A, right? Okay. Yeah. Although I like, why don't she's I haven't had any complaints to? yet? Hmm?
1: What is she referring to? That's literally me every time, I, like I leave the drive thru
0: No, I will no, be. Perfect. <laughs> That's what I said when I was putting on my makeup this morning.
1: <laughs> okay, here's one more from the same location. Um, okay. Now, this one's a deeper... Yeah,
0: definitely a man. Let me hear.
1: It's a real spooky one.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: Okay, is it A, fur and denim? <laughs> Maybe they're just like, you know, yeah. talking about what kind of clothes they like. Uh B, <laughs> you're in trouble. C, the devil. Or D,
0: Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. <laughs> I'll go with D. No, I thought you said symptoms. Symptoms. See, he's a doctor.
1: <laughs> I see symptoms. I'm I not going to tell you what, there. but there are symptoms.
0: See, doesn't it sound like symptoms? They said
1: that this person, <laughs> that this ghost said the devil. And I can hear it. Listen.
0: Oh, let me hear no, he said symptoms. He, said symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Well, listen. <laughs> I'm, I guess that's it. Oh, those were so fun. I wish I could do a million of them. <laughs> those are awesome.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: well, uh, you know, what do you what do you got going on that you want to tell the people about? Uh,
1: I mean, I w- your social media is.
0: Iconic. <gasps> thank you. Yes. Yeah, well, thank you. It's uh, and and Christian Grenia, who is my official Elvira drag queen, runs my social media and does a fantastic job. Um, but uh, just if you want to go on any Instagram or anything, it's all at the real Elvira because there are a lot of fakes out there. And you're the real one. Yeah. At the real Elvira, and uh, or you can go to elvira.com to check out what I'm doing. I've got a bunch of conventions coming up. I'm currently working on trying to. Uh, Get a new movie project off the ground. Ooh. Uh, who knows when that'll happen? But I'm working on it. And uh, my autobiography, which is much closer to being done now that I have an agent. That here's the—you You can tell the way I talk and I never shut up. Okay, I did the same thing when I was writing because uh, my book is already 578 pages. And I took it to the editor and they go, your book should really only be 300. So they're just trying to get rid of Don't everything that's not important. You no, know? I want it all. Ah, as long as the Bible. Uh, I'm okay gonna cut it. it down. Maybe that I'll put it in my three. Bible. Three uh cha- Three. Uh, you know, when it, like Star Wars or whatever. Yeah, make it. Yeah, make it a trilogy. Three episodes. Yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> um, and then your because uh, ages from one to nine. Uh, I'm down. Nine to nineteen. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, your coffee
1: table book as well is something that I hope that people, if they haven't already checked out, because it's my favorite thing in my. Yeah,
0: home. thank you. That I, I'm really glad that book uh, got got. Put together by Tweeterhead. Uh, uh, you met Chad, right? Chad Colbank. He, he produced my book for me, or pro- whatever you say. He put it together. And uh, that was like something I'd wanted to do forever. But that took forever to get the pictures and put all that together, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of it. And uh, it makes a wonderful gift for your bat mitzvah, your. Seriously. You know, wedding, whatever. Whatever. Halloween birthdays. Christmas. I could go on all day. There she was.
1: Cassandra Peterson. That is such a terrifying story. That house, I can't even believe that that house had so much history after all those years. Terrible things happening one after the next. It's really kind of like something that should be a movie. But uh, it'd be very interesting to know if Brad Pitt has had any stories. So Brad Pitt, if you're listening, um, slide into my DMs. And um, among other things, let me know uh, if you've had any ghost experiences in that house. You guys, this is just, uh, it's the best. This podcast, we are having a real good time. And I'm so happy to hear that so many people are loving the show. And, uh, you know, get, get involved in that Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. Just, you know, search on Facebook, Ghosted by Roz Dresfeles. And there's a page and a Facebook group. And uh, I love to talk to you there. Um, Also, uh, as always, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can leave five-star review. Or, you know, you can send me your EVPs or your ghost stories at ghostedbyros at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at RozDressForLess, Twitter, RozDressForLess, Facebook, RozDressForLess, Venmo, Roz. I'm also um, going to be doing my stand-up comedy game show, The Once Over, at the world-famous Hollywood Improv with my best friend Sam Pancake and hilarious celebrity comedian guests that will be on the 11th of May at 9 p.m. So I hope to see you there. You guys... This has been great. I'm so happy. Oh, just so happy, and I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. A
0: podcast. A podcast network.